0: Hello guys, welcome back. Another episode. Two in one week. It's that's how much insanity we have created here in the Bravo cinematic universe. I am doing the weekly episode right now for you guys and there's so much. I mean like Bravo is truly in like its Renaissance area where Renaissance area. Renaissance era where just everything is go, 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 go. Everything is so good. All the shows are incredible and amazing. You know, you have a couple outliers right now, but overall, I think we're doing a really good job over at Bravo. So on this week's episode of the podcast, we are 100% talking about Bravo TV shows, and we have a lot. We're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules, obviously, because that never fucking ends. Girls Trip is back, which is really, really exciting. I think this cast is fantastic. Portia, our queen, is back, and we're going to talk about Real Housewives of New Jersey, And just a couple little other housekeeping things and recaps. So I hope you guys have fun listening to this. I hope you enjoy it. Um, Like I said, we have a lot to talk about. So here we go. All right, you guys. So we're going to start it off with Vanderpump Rules. So things we're going to be talking about with Vanderpump Rules is... Um, Jackson, Brittany, were on Watch What Happens Live. Obviously, we're going to do a little roundup of some of the podcasts that have been talking about Vanderpump Rules. There was obviously the reunion taped. So there's been some back and forth about them. And we'll talk about the latest episode of Vanderpump Rules. So to start off, we definitely let's just start off with the fun stuff. Let's start off with Jackson fr- friggin Britney. Brittany. So Jax and Britney were on Watch It Happens Live, and I don't know if Jax was, like, straight up, like, snorting cocaine in between scenes, but, like, he was fucking on one. He never let Britney like, literally have a second to talk. It was insane. He was, like, either so excited and so nervous, or he was straight up, like, snorting coke in between each segment. They are not on just because of the whole, like, scandalous situation. Which I think is why everybody thought they were going to be on Watch What Happens Live. But actually, they've had a podcast that they've been promoting for, like, over a year now. They talked about wanting to do it, like, a while ago. But then they started, like, really talking about it and promoting it a little bit. And that's the gist of why they're on. Obviously, the scandal of it all has really helped have more of a conversation for them. Because their podcast, let's be real. It's not going to be that exciting. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Are we trying to take advice from Jax Taylor about anything? I know I'm not. Maybe Brittany. But uh, it's just going to be a lot of Jax sounding like an idiot. Brittany correcting him and apologizing for him. Jax was asked, of course, by Andy, like, do you feel like he's done this before? Tom with the cheating. And Jax was like, yeah, 100%. He has cheated multiple times on her. This is not the first time this has happened. Brittany was, like, shocked. Like, genuinely surprised. And I was like, you're really genuinely surprised. And I think she was more surprised that, like, Jax knew and, like, she- she didn't tell, like he didn't tell Brittany and then in turn didn't tell obviously Ariana. And I was like, what is like, again, are we supposed to be shocked by that? Like, are we shocked that Jax is a big fat fucking liar? Like, no, not one bit. He also said that they, that Tom had cheated on Ariana recently, like within the last two years. So it wasn't just Raquel. It was other people too, which I, again, not completely shocked. Um, Jackson, Brittany definitely would come back to reality TV. They've, you know, they, I get the weirdest thing to me, which was crazy. So they were asked to be filmed at Sheena's wedding and turn, they turned it down according to them, um, because they didn't want to make it about them. They wanted it to be about Sheena and Sheena's day and Brock's day and whatever. Um, and they also, you know, they don't get to, according to them, go on a lot of vacations obviously because of having the baby. So they wanted to have their own time away from the baby as well. So I thought that was insanely fascinating that, like, they were given the chance to be back on television. They asked, and Andy didn't deny that. And if anybody would have denied it, Andy would have been like, ah, no, that never fucking happened. Um, And they said no. So I, on one hand, I think that they're super hungry and will definitely find their little ways to weasel back into reality TV. I mean, Jax is doing whatever that villains reality TV show is that's supposed to come out eventually. But I think it's coming to either it's either MTV, like VH1 situation or it is Peacock. I don't remember. I've, I posted about it. Um, but they're going to find their way to weasel back into reality TV. Will they go back onto Vanderpump rules? I don't know. I mean, I think they need to just move on. Like there's no need for them. If they're saying that they've grown and changed, like, don't go on to this show because this show is not made for grown, changed people. This show is for people that can't get out of the way and couldn't change. They can barely change their own underwear, let alone change as human beings. So um, Tom Schwartz apparently knew about the affair longer than a month, which I have said and I have agreed from the get go. I think he's on a lot longer, especially when Kristen had said that. Schwartz, Joe. Tom and Raquel had been hanging out a lot um, and had been going on, like, basically, like, double dates. Uh, that's when I was, like, red flag. It's been longer than that, and that's really fucking disappointing. And basically, Schwartz is kind of the one that Jax talks to pretty much every day. I know Sandoval and Tom don't talk anymore. They haven't talked for a long time. Like, friends' friends talked. But they did talk about Britney, and Jax talked about an incident in September for a Labor Day party that seemed very, very odd. Like Britney had talked about looking back, she had she does notice these little weird instances and stuff. Um, but they're not very close with Sandoval anymore. And that, an interesting thing that I, that Jax said, which I think is totally right, is when Jax was on the show. Anytime the Tom's did something stupid, they could kind of, like, throw Jax under the bus and make him look worse than them. So that way, like, he got in more trouble with anybody on the cast, to be honest with you. (laughs) Like, it wasn't just Brittany. Um, He can get in trouble with anybody. So they kind of hide behind him. And now that he's not there anymore, they can't hide behind him. And they can't hide behind his bullshit. Or they can't blame things on him or go, like, why did you say this? Why did you say that? It's all on them now. And I was like, wow, that's such an interesting perspective to have. And he's and he's right. And the thing about Jax is Jackson J- I've always said this that Jax and James are the same person. And the reason why they so easily can call out bullshit and can call out and see the bad in people is because they're bad people and they would do these things and they have done these things. The reason why Jax has called out Tom's bullshit for years. This isn't the like this isn't something new that Jax has spoken about or called out. He's called out Tom before. And the reason why he so easily can call out both Tom's is because he has done these things. He has fucked his friends' girlfriends. He has fucked And screwed around and cheated. And he's done all these things. So he, and he's been a horrible person. So it's so easy for him to see that and call the bullshit out in other people. And James is the same way. James has had Raquel's number for a while now. And so is Lala. And the reason why James has had her number is because he is a shit person. And so he sees the garbage in her so easily. Because he's like, this is basically what I would do if I was being her. You know, it's, it's just one of those instances. It's just wild to me that people can't see that like two things can exist. Like Jax can be a piece of shit garbage person, but also call out other people's shit garbage because, because of how horrible he is. So the episode was really cute. It was really funny. It was, I'm not going to lie. I do get a lot of entertainment from seeing Jax because he's so wild and the shit that comes out of his mouth is nuts. And he has to prove that he is right so badly and the things that he's trying to prove right are like it's like these aren't things you should be like proud of that you can prove like these are these are bad 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 things let's talk a little bit about the reunion the seating charts came out so we've all we've all seen the seating charts the seating charts are very interesting this season because there are technically two And the reason why there are two of them, as we all know now, is because of the restraining order with Sheena and Rachel. And they can't be like 100 feet within each other and they can't talk to each other either. That's the other thing. People have talked about possibly doing a Zoom. Well, they can't do that either because they can't talk to each other. So we have a lot of we have we don't have a lot of wiggle room. So they've chosen to basically set it up where they're going to come in at different points in the reunion. So we basically have two sides we have. So if Andy is our center, we have on facing Andy have on the left side, right next to him is Ariana. Then we have Katie. Then we have um, James. And then we have Lala. And then to um, if you're facing Andy to the right, you have Lisa Vanderpump, Sandoval, Raquel and Schwartz. Um, And clearly we know team versus team. The interesting thing is, is that when Sheena comes in. Sheena ends up on the side of Schwartz and Sandoval, which I feel bad for. I almost wish they'd like overstack one side because <laughs> it's just like clearly Sheena's not on their team and not on their side this season. Um, you know when they're full of shit. Um, I really am interested to see Sheena's point of view from everything because she was an instigator of a lot of situations. She did not look good this season, especially when it came to her relationship with Katie and her relationship with Schwartz. She was very, she's been very close to Raquel and didn't know anything about her and Sandoval. So it's been, it's, I've been listening to her podcast a lot lately, um, shenanigans. And cause she's been talking about the situation a lot and she's been talking about her feelings on it. And it's going to be so interesting to see, her perspective because she's just, she's kind of always been the one that kind of plays both sides. She has friends on either side. So she has Lala on one side and Ariana. And then she kind of has like Tom and Tom and Raquel. like, it's so she's always been like this. She's always had friends on both sides of the stage there. And I'm very worried for Sheena. I was I'm watching her latest podcast episode um uh, with the pump rules account. And she was saying how like, this has really affected her, and she's had a really hard time with this. She feels like she's been backstabbed. She feels like she's been lied to. It's excruciating for her to watch episodes because she's being told one thing by Raquel. And, you know, as we all know, Sheena is a at sometimes delusional ride-or-die friend. And to the point that she doesn't try to see the other's perspective because she just hopes that you're telling her the truth because you're her friend. And then she's watching back the episodes and realizing that holy shit, like I was completely fucking duped and lied to all season by people that were my, like, these weren't just like casual friends, guys. These are like best friends. Like Raquel stayed at Sheena's home was around her all the time was around her family, around her daughter. Like, like, come on. Like I feel bad for Sheena, but I do appreciate Sheena, which we'll talk about her podcast in a minute. Um, recognizing that she was an ass this season. She came off really, really fucking bad. But at the same time, when you're giving information from a friend, I, I don't I don't know. It's really, really rough. But that's the seating arrangement for right now. Tarma and Ariana are supposed to apparently have their own separate interview away from the cast. And this is because they want to be able to talk about the situation without everybody chiming in. Because let's be real. It's going to be like annihilating talking over each other. Like, like Andy had to have taken like anxiety medication and then something for like migraines because I don't know how he's going to do this reunion. It's never, they're always going to talk just James alone with a talking over, talking over. He 100% has one. I can bet you if I had a million dollars, I could bet you a million dollars. He called Raquel a bitch to her face, not behind her back to her face. I will give James that. He doesn't just talk behind your back and say horrible things behind your back. He'll say horrible things right straight up to your fucking face. It, it's just going to be a literal mess. Uh, pictures came out of the cast, obviously going in and out of the, um, the area where they're going to be filming, where they filmed the reunion. Andy also did some videos. Um, he didn't show Ariana's outfit, but he did say it was kind of like a like, revenge body type of situation. Her outfit was really awesome. I hope there's, like, cutouts. I hope there's tits. I hope there's ass. I hope there's everything. I hope she looks incredible. Lala and Katie looked gorgeous, and Sheena had extensions for the gods and body for the gods and looked incredible. They all looked so fucking beautiful. Shorts looked homeless. He has, like, a fucking t-shirt on with, like, a a sports coat over it. He just looked fucking ridiculous. Like, literally be a grown-up. Like, actually be a fucking grown-up and wear adult clothing. I'm, like, begging you. It's like watching a homeless person who, like, found a sports jacket in the dumpster and was like, this looks nice. Like, he looks nuts. All the He looks like a man-child all the time. And he's 40 fucking years old. But we see a video and pictures of Sandoval and Raquel outside taking a smoke break. And it gave me very much, like season one and two anger chain smoking like Kristen vibes from Raquel and you can see at one point that Sandoval is talking to someone and it's to be assumed it's a producer and is getting very angry and very upset with him and pointing him and you can tell I guarantee you, he's like, yo, dude, like, it's just crazy. Like, they're, like, annihilating me out there. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can't just be all on one side. Like, trying to be see my perspective? Like, what's going on? Like, Andy's not even, like, listening to me. Like, no one's listening to me. Like, this is crazy. Like, I made a mistake. Like, mistakes happen. Like, this is nuts. Like, you guys, here's the thing. We don't want anything I know I don't. And I don't want anybody that watches my platform to... Like, send harm to these people. Because at the end of the day, you guys, yes, is this their real life? Is this what's really happening to them? Yes. But are they, like, legitimately, like, they're, like, not real people in the real in my real world? So, like, wishing harm on them and sending them threatening things is, like, fucking juvenile. Like, grow up. There's no need for that. But to watch Tom sit there and try to, like, you know he's trying. Dumois already put a thing out that he's basically sat there and tried to justify his bullshit. And it's not gonna work because the women that he's up against are smarter than him by a billion. And three of them are way more intelligent than that. Sheena's gonna cry the whole time. He's just out of he's just out of his league. He's out of his league. I hope I didn't see a camera. I don't remember seeing a camera. But I hope that they took a camera with them everywhere they went. When they were on a lunch break, when they walked off, blah blah, blah. I hope they're mic'd and camera the whole time. Like I hope that there is a video Of him and Raquel out there trying to justify their bullshit to producers. What's even funny is they're wearing like black. Like full on black outfits. Like they're going to a fucking funeral. It's so weird. So clearly like they're still in cahoots together. And they're still trying to figure it out. I just. If they literally go on this. And tell me that they're in love with each other. I'm gonna vomit. You're not fucking in love with each other. Okay. Let's like call a spade a spade here. Like. Jax put it perfectly, and I hate giving this man credit, but he put it perfectly. Sandoval wants somebody that he can control and manipulate and also someone that will, like, worship him. Like, and make him seem like he is all that in a bag of chips. I've said it either on another podcast episode or I said it on TikTok. I don't fucking remember. But he wants a groupie. And that's what Raquel was to James. She was a groupie. That's how they met. That's how their interactions felt like. It felt like it was just groupy mentality. And that's the same thing that I feel like we're getting from Raquel and Sandoval. It's fucking groupy mentality. It's pick me energy. And it's just stupid at this point. And then the last thing that I want to talk about with the reunion situation was Raquel was seen at a salon. I remember it was a nail or a hair salon outside of it. Pretending to be in like Cognito. Like she had like a black hoodie over her giving very much... I don't even want to say what it's giving. Go to my TikTok. You can see what I think it's giving. And glasses and pretending to hide. And you know it's bullshit. You know, like, there's some places where it's like, for example, like, Schwartz. Going through LAX. It's like, okay, like, you, you know TMZ is at LAX. They're always looking for somebody, trying to find someone, trying to talk to people. You can kind of get away with, like, I didn't know TMZ was there. You're at a no-name salon in no-name nowhere. Come the fuck on, Raquel. Like, literally, TMZ was tipped off, knew where the fuck you were, probably by you. You're sending messages to Entertainment Tonight because that's where your press team apparently wants to send information to. It's just a bunch of crap. And she's sitting there and, you know, it's like, oh, what was me? Like, oh, I'm so sad. It's like, I just, I'm tired of... I wish she would just either play the villain like be Lala be the fucking villain and be good at it or get off my screen like you can't play this like innocent oh you know ah, it's so hard like all this is happening to me it's like nothing's happening to you you made this stuff happen so that's the part that's like frustrating to watch her And then the fact that she's like, you know, Sheena, like permanently, like I now have a permanent scar on my eye because of Sheena. I, I am praying to God, someone for whatever fucking reason, there is a third party there or there's video footage of something someone had happened to have their iPhone out. I don't fucking know to prove if this is true, because I agree with what everybody else has been saying on the cast, which is they don't think Sheena hit her. Um, or at least sucker punched her because she can't even make a fist. If you look at her nails, the bitch can't make a fist. So how is she supposed to punch someone in the eye? And there's other video proof from the show, from other previous things that she that she has done, where you see that Raquel clearly has this thing with her eyes, where when she's overtired or doesn't have makeup on, they're much darker, like darker circles, um, underneath her eyes. It. it I'm just, I'm just, okay? I'm just. That's all I'm saying is I'm just. So next is the newest episode of Vanderpump Rules. I don't have too much to say about it. I don't think it was that like riveting of an episode. It is off-putting and weird and gross knowing that Tom and Raquel have at least like hooked up once at this fucking pool party Like, from the time they had the boys' night to the time of that pool party, there has been a relationship. Like, a physical relationship has happened and occurred, basically. And watching Ariana defend Raquel is so difficult to watch because clearly she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve to get defended at all, from what we know now. Obviously, at the time, maybe... It's sad because I'm with Sheena, you know, Sheena watched it back and she was like, listen, like, yeah, there was some difficult moments, but like Raquel made it seem like she was getting like abused and like screamed at and yelled at. And that just didn't fucking happen. Like those things didn't happen. She wasn't getting bullied hardcore. That just did not fucking happen. So it's really upsetting to know that she talked, it's, it's just frustrating to know that all the manipulation. And if you watch the episode and I said this to my husband when I was watching it, Raquel is walking around all like normally when Raquel was walking around, she's very sheepish, very shy, very like kind of off in the corner, like, "Mm." and now all of a sudden she was walking around that party with a fucking strut. And all of a sudden she had these, she was big, bad and could talk and all this shit or whatever. And I'm like, this bitch thinks she has something on everybody. She like like you know when you have a secret and you're just like, ooh, I have a secret, no one knows about it, and oh my god, if they only if they only fucking knew I'm this, I'm that, if they only fucking knew that like I'm fucking him and they have no idea. They think I can't do anything, they think I can't pull one up on them, they think I can't keep a secret, they think I can't fuck with their men. Watch me, bitch. That is like the feeling I was getting off of her and the way she was walking around. Ugh, their house was disgusting to me. It was fucking gross. And listening to Lala's podcast, her talking about how, like, her and Raquel off camera and on camera apparently, they just didn't clip it in, were basically like, yep, okay, cool. Like, I fucked your man. Sucks to suck. Like, bye, move on. And Raquel was like, totally fine. It was like, not a big deal. It's fine. Whatever. It happened six years ago. It is what it is. Whatever. But keeps bringing it up, holding it against Lala and calling Lala a fucking mistress and all this shit. I do appreciate that when Ariana saw Tom fighting with the girls, especially Katie, like Ariana was like, yo, I'm not going to sit here and watch you fight with these girls. Like, this is not happening. This is stupid. And especially towards Katie, I really fucking appreciate that because nobody fucking is ride or die for Katie. Like nobody stands up for Katie except for Ariana and Lala, basically, especially Lala this year. Lala, like I'm glad Katie has Lala to be like, fuck you. You're not going to speak to my friend like this. And the incident, you know, with the whole room situation and Sheena, I I go back and forth. Cause on one hand, I do agree with Sheena. Why the fuck do you want to be there? Why do you want to be there? Don't not, not with the, my other friends are there. No, no. Like, why do you want to be somewhere at a place where somebody you fucking hate is getting married that I don't get about Katie at all. I think that is literally Katie just trying to be a bitch and that's fine because Sheena has been a bitch to her all season. So it's fine. Go for it. Tip for tat. Who gives a shit? The part that doesn't make any sense to me on Sheena's part is why does your bridesmaid not have a hotel in the resort where your wedding is Two weeks before your wedding. That's the part I don't get. I don't, if something happened, it's really fucking annoying that we don't know about that. Cause apparently there is something, there's more to the story than that. Which again, I don't know why Bravo's like keeping information from us, but it's like, okay, but on the other hand, like Katie paid for the money. She has every right to be there. It's a, it's not the, and like Lala said, the whole resort isn't taken up by Sheena and Brock's wedding, you know, like it's a big enough resort. They don't need to be near each other. They're in Mexico. It's whatever. Um, but it's, I I, I don't know. I go back and forth on if Katie's right or wrong about that. I will say, I agree with Lala though. It's like, how about for once, everybody lets Katie do what the fuck she wants to do instead of everybody making Katie do what everybody else wants to do and fucking to hear Tom Sandoval, out of all fucking people, okay? We swear on this podcast. I throw some F-bombs around. I'm sorry. When I get pissed, I say the F-word. I apologize. But out of all people, to say to Katie that when she thinks of something, she has to be right and everybody has to think of it the way she does and she has to be right, that's fucking rich coming from you, you narcissistic little bitch who is constantly, constantly Getting pissed off at people for not believing the same things he does, for not thinking the same way he does, for not doing the same things that he does. All the goddamn time, especially the women on this cast, constantly bitching at the women when they don't do things the way Tom Sandoval thinks things should be done. We saw that with fucking Stassi and her fucking party, what was it, like two seasons ago. It's like, oh, because I didn't talk and bow down and do what Sandoval wanted, it's all bad. And fuck all of you. You're not coming into Tom Tom. Like, that rich, really, really rich coming from him. Uh, last with Vanderpump is just going to be some recaps from podcasts that have been talking about Vanderpump Rules. First one's Give Them Lala. A couple things was uh, Lala had mentioned that they're not going to be able to have phones at the reunion because there's been leaks happening. Uh, so they're only going to be able to have phones if they need to, like, make sure their kids are okay. So, like, Sheena and Lala, things like that. Um, But other than that, no phones are to be allowed on cam, like while they're sitting there in front of the cameras off when they're going to get like breaks or snacks or nothing. Uh, So they don't want any leaks about anything. They're keeping this very, very tight lipped overall. She said also that I found really interesting that the cast was asked how they want to go about the reunion because there is so much to talk about. And one thing I found interesting that Lala brought up was that, You know, she's like, listen, if this is all, it's fine. But if this is all going to be about Tom and Ariana, I don't need to be there. Because we filmed a whole season that had to do with other people and other issues other than this. And we need to talk about it. We need to talk about everything. And we need to talk with everybody. If we're just going to talk about Tom and Ariana, then let it just be about Tom and Ariana. And then we can do something separately. And I thought, you know, I agree with that. Because supposedly they're supposed to air and talk a lot more about Lala and Randall. And I hope they do. I hope they don't forget about that storyline because it is very interesting to me, that storyline and the shit that Lala's gone through. And she said, you know, she laid it all out there as much as she could legally. And I know that Bravo has to sift through a lot of it um, because of legal reasons. But I hope that they show a good portion of that. I hope, you know, we do at the end of the day, we do have to talk about the fact that Raquel and Tom shorts was a thought process and a thing and affected Katie. And we do have to talk about that too. Like I feel bad because Sheena and Brock had this beautiful wedding that is going to get overshadowed. And that, and this season was supposed to be about this beautiful experience that they're having and their family. And that's going to get overshadowed too. So I understand where she, Lala is coming from in that sense. Um, Pretty much that was pretty much it from the Lala podcast. There wasn't too much out there that we didn't already know or wasn't already talking about. So we shall see what happens. I know she is nervous, but excited to get to that reunion. And I am very interested to see how she tears about tears down Tom Sandoval because he said some nasty stuff about her and Randall and her, and her daughter and stuff that you just, you don't need to say and you can't take back. So Tom is poor. Tom's really fucking in for it. Um, shenanigans, um, Sheena had Jamie Lynn, her best friend on the episode. Again, she's been on the episode. I think the last two episodes, Jamie Lynn has been a part of it. And Jamie Lynn obviously is friends with this group too. So she obviously has some inside perspective about the whole situation Um, again, she talked about how Raquel's version of Havasu versus what actually happened at Havasu, Sheena's had a really hard time with because she basically was like, Katie's a bitch, fuck her, I'm done with her, I can't take this, this is so dumb. And kind of like fueled her hatred for Katie that she kind of already had. And she also talked about how like, When they got divorced, she tried to reach out to Katie and Katie just didn't reach back out to Sheena and didn't really need her, but Schwartz needed her. So she kind of just went to Schwartz and helped Schwartz and was there for him and just feels bad. And she, I appreciate Sheena admitting that she fucked up this season and looked horrible and treated Katie like shit and that she plans on apologizing to her. And I really hope Katie accepts it. And can move on with Sheena because one thing about Sheena is Sheena is a loyal ride or die bitch. And she was ride or died for Raquel, but under false pretenses. And that's going to be really fucking hard to deal with, I think, this season for her. Um, Sheena was very close to not just Raquel, but her mom and her sister. And one thing Jamie Lynn brought up was like, how do you think her family's dealing with this and she's like, I don't know, but I'm not talking to them either. Cause, and you know, she was close with them and a week before I think Sheena said something like, like a very recently had talked to, um, it was before they went to New York and Sheena talked to Raquel's mom about what they should wear to watch what happens live. And, you know, so, and I know that Raquel has been seeing her family. Apparently, Tom went to go see her family too, which is so fucked up and weird. Um, at the wedding, apparently we, I think we already knew about this. Raquel was gone late and all the other bridesmaids were very upset about that. So I hope they show that on the show. I'm really hoping that somehow, some way they caught them saying something. I really, I really fucking hope that they caught them saying something offhanded that we were just like, wait a minute. What did you just say? Because they keep the microphones on. If, the mic- if there's a microphone on your body, it is on. So I'm hoping they are literally FBI sifting through shit to see what they can find. Offhandedly that they didn't think of before, but are like, whoa, that's huge. Especially from this wedding. Because apparently the wedding is going to be a whole thing. Um... Sheena talked about because ocean's birthday was recent and a lot of the cast former and current were there. Um, and obviously Stassi and Britney aren't talking right now because of Stassi's wedding situation. But apparently according to Britney and according to Sheena, um, Stassi and Britney did talk at ocean's birthday. It wasn't for very long, but it was short and they spoke and they were happy and positive. And apparently everybody was very good there and everybody's been very cordial and very nice in order to support Ariana So I hope that continues and I hope they can see that the true evil are these fucking men on this show. Not the, like the women need to come together and stop badgering and being horrible to each other and start badgering and being horrible to these horrible men that don't support them or give two shits about them. (laughs) So, and then Sheena had mentioned on the most recent podcast episode that she actually had a one-on, like a, like a one-on-one basically with... Tom on camera, Tom Sandoval, and I guess it was very very intense and went kind of south and we're going to we're going to see that hopefully is what she says. Um but the gist of it was basically she's very disappointed in the way that She thought Tom was such a good person. He would donate money to people. He'd be there for any one of his friends in a heartbeat. I mean, we kind of like, again, you know, we've kind of seen this over and over again. And she was saying this to Lala and Lala was like, listen, Randall did the same thing. You try to show that you're this good person, do all these good things. And really you're just a piece of dog shit doing nothing good for anybody. And you're kind of hiding behind the donations. You're hiding behind this good guy bullshit and that's what Sandoval clearly did. Except for the part where he kind of didn't though. It's like, we, didn't we all know that he was just as bad as Jax? Like, didn't we all know the three of them were, like, the same? It, or is that just me? But, like, Schwartz is so dumb. He hides behind that. And then Sandoval's got, you know, a personality. He comes off a lot more likable than Jax is. So I think that's why he could get away with, they could get away with it. Whereas Jax couldn't because Jax is such an asshole. But Sheena talks about how disappointed she is because she thought she had saw this, this good in this person, you know, with the, um, James and Raquel's engagement, you know, him spending all that money to help him, you know, it's fucked up. It's fucked up the whole situation. So that is it for my Vanderpump rules recap. So let's head over to real housewife ultimate girls trip. All right, you guys, it's here. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Tripped Season 3. The Peacock released three episodes, which was very overwhelming. I feel like everybody could agree that it was very overwhelming. I kind of wish they didn't do that. It's like, Peacock, we have enough going on right now. Okay, we're working overtime in the Bravo universe. Like, uh, uh, this is maybe a little too much. So I literally had to watch episode three, like, three times. And I still don't think I have enough information for you guys. I'm just giving you guys like an overlay of things that I noticed and thought were funny. And then conversations that I thought were interesting. I'm not going to do like a play by play. Um, because my ADHD is like on fucking crazy town right now because of having to deal with all the Vanderpump rules of it all. And then on top of that, trying to watch New Jersey. And then on top of that, all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, isn't girls trip coming back? Oh my God, it's coming back. Fuck. I missed everything. (laughs) Like now I'm re having to remember that and recap that. So, I mean, here, here we are. I love the cast overall. Um, The only one I could live without is Leah. I don't enjoy Leah. I didn't enjoy Leah when she was on New York. I enjoyed her for her first season. And then after that, I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't need Leah anymore. I'm all set. The thing about Leah, for me personally, is there's alcohol. There's I feel like there's two types of alcoholics, okay, that that are sober, okay? There is the ones that are like Lala, who don't drink, maintain their sobriety, can do it, and be around other people that are drinking, can be around other people that are drunk, and are not, like, necessarily regularly like provoked or triggered by it and can kind of handle it and does a really good job. And is like, no, you want to drink? Go ahead, go drink. You're fine. It's not affecting me. Okay. As long as I'm not drinking, I'm good. Then there's people like Leah and like James Kennedy, for example, that like, they can't be around people drinking alcohol and they can't be around drunks. They have to like literally be around sober people at all times Or people that, like, can handle their alcohol, basically. Because otherwise, it is, like, triggering for them. And that's the thing about Leah is I think Marisol is a trigger for her. Because Marisol just drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks and drinks. I mean, she drinks like it's water. Where, and it's, like, literally, like, a part of Marisol's personality is the alcohol crap. And I think when, like, Heather... And Marisol and some of the other women are like, "Oh, it's gonna suck you being on this trip and not being able to drink." Like, I wish you could drink. Like, that would be fun. Like, that would be so much fun. That really sucks. Like, her being triggered by that. I'm like, why are you triggered by that? Am I? Am I just not like? Do I not understand it because I'm not a part of the sober community? Because I'm like, yeah, you know what? Wish I could too. But it just is what it is. No big deal. Now, the part that I agree with Leah is when Heather was kind of like provoking it versus being like, oh, that sucks that you can't drink. Crap. Like, I would have loved it. Like, Marisol was like, I would have loved to drink with you. That sucks. Oh, well. Whereas Heather was more like, oh, I wish you could drink. Like, wouldn't it be cool if you could drink? And she, even Heather admits, she's like, I'm not the person to like be around if you're trying to like have goals and morals. I'm like, Heather, you're a shit ass. Like, Heather, you guys, Heather is so triggering to me on like, and I hate using the word triggered. Heather is so fucking triggering to me on this show because I had such a hard time with her this season. If you watch any of my TikToks from SLC timeframe, I constantly was very disappointed in Heather, very upset with Heather, did not enjoy her, didn't enjoy watching her, felt like she had completely lost herself. And so to see her on this and then knowing that like they just wrapped their season right before they went to girls trip. So it's very raw to Whitney and Heather, which means in turn watching it, we are going to go back in time and be raw with them. Ooh, it is hard to watch. Let me fucking tell you. It is hard to watch because I am not team Heather. I am the Farthest this thing from Team Heather. So, SLC just finished filming, and they hadn't filmed a reunion yet by the time they were filming Girls Trip. So, they haven't even, like, fleshed out, which we watched the reunion, obviously. And, the, in my opinion, the Salt Lake City reunion was fucking trash. They shouldn't have even done it. They shouldn't even have done the reunion. And the hypocrisy of them not having Jen Shaw on that reunion, but Meredith calling her, was a joke to me. Like it was a, and you could tell Andy thought it was a joke too. And you could tell Andy didn't want to be at that reunion. He could tell that he was pissed off at this group. He was pissed off at Jen Shaw. And so you can feel all that energy from Whitney and Heather of it just being like too raw for them to be, for them to be on Girls Trip almost. Like it's almost like too fucking much. Like five days before. Heather showed up for girls trip. Jen had pled guilty. Like had called her five minutes before she walked into the courtroom was like, Hey, guess what I'm going to plead guilty. Whoopsies. Like that's then they just filmed that at that time in the timeline. They just filmed that. That's wild. That's wild. I love Pepsi. Um, I like that. I like that he is a lot more talkative than some of the other concierge people that have been on the shows. He's also super funny and witty. And I, he seems like he enjoys joking around with the girls, which I really, really like. Especially Portia. I think his relationship with Portia and with Candace is really cute and funny. I fucking love watching all these women walk up the the driveway because whatever reason, the show was like, hey, listen. And you know they did this on purpose. You know Bravo literally did this on purpose. They're like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to find a house that has the most w- r- rough driveway ever. That these bitches who always wear heels can't walk up and down. Okay? And then on top of that, we're going to have the cameramen follow them and not help them. And we're going to show that the cameramen aren't helping them. It like It is hilarious to watch Whitney walk up these cobblestones and see a cameraman literally five feet away from her watching her tumble and, and having a hard time going up the walkway and not helping her. It like the fourth wall. That's the thing that I love about Girl's Trip. Girl's Trip breaks the fourth wall. And I love that. We really get to hear about them and their experiences being a housewife. We get to see the producers and talking to them. We get to hear things that we just normally wouldn't hear. It's like an inside insider information basically and I I love that I wish they would implement that more into the regular housewife shows I wish they would be able to be like you know I didn't fucking like they had an interaction with Whitney and Heather and Heather's like we're on a tv show um no Whitney said that Whitney's like we're on a tv show like we're tra- like we're, we're here to make a tv show and I was like why I wish that they could like I've been watching I've been re-watching New York and there were instances where, you know, the reason why Ramona would do certain things is because they're on a TV show. And I wish she was able to just say that be like, we're on a TV show. What do you want from me? Like, this is the reason why we did this is because we're on TV. We're making a show. We're trying to make drama. Same with like Lisa Renna. I wish they could have like Lisa Renna be like, um, I'm making drama about Kathy because we're on a fucking TV show. What do you want? Everyone seemed very excited to meet Heather, which I thought was so interesting. Like everybody was like they were asking the girls like who were they most excited to meet and a lot of them said Heather. And I was like, "Oh, so you guys definitely didn't see this season." <laughs> you guys definitely didn't watch this season of Housewives in Salt Lake City. Because I then I think you would have been like, "Uh, never mind." Like I don't think any of their seasons like Not, I think, like, none of their seasons had come out by the time they had gone to Girls Trip. Potomac wasn't out. Miami definitely wasn't out. Salt Lake City wasn't out. New York doesn't fucking count. Leah and New York don't, that doesn't fucking count. Um, same with Atlanta, doesn't count. Um but the other three, like they definitely haven't seen those seasons. So they're not like recapped on like what's been up with them. They're kind of learning about it as they kind of go. Like Potomac season had just wrapped SLC season had wrapped. I don't know about Miami's timeline. Uh, Cause they don't really talk about like the Miami, like Marisol and Alexia don't really talk about their show in the present time. They've been talking about a lot of past things. So I don't really know in the timeline where we're at really with that. Um, Heather has, like, Giselle has finally met her match when it comes to the worst styled person on, as a housewife. And that is Heather. Heather and Giselle both have the worst style ever as housewives. They look ridiculous this whole three episodes. At one point, Giselle looked like she was a witch from Hocus Pocus. I... I just don't understand like at this point it's a running joke. So it's like, okay, are we doing it on purpose for the running joke or are we just like, we really just aren't going to fork over the money to get good hair, get good makeup and get good clothes. Like what am I not understanding? Like they are so like in Heather's talking head where she's in that pink outfit with her hair all straight and her makeup looking incredible, she looks beautiful. She looks incredible. Okay, the she work her whole brand is Beauty Lab, about being beautiful. It's like okay, can we like work on that? Because like Heather is beautiful, and she could look so great all the time, but it's like her outfits don't make any sense. Like, here's the thing: it's like Porsche's not like. Portia's just like putting outfits together that just look banging on her body. Like she's probably getting them off a of fucking Shein for all we know. But because she knows how to style herself and she knows how to take care of herself, she just looks like that bitch all the time. So it's like, why can't these other girls stop trying to tell me that you don't have the budget to look like that? No, 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 that's not true. There's so many websites now where you could buy these bomb ass clothes to make you look gorgeous for nothing. Candace looks incredible all the time. Okay. She has the same hair. She does the braids. Okay. So she has the braids the whole trip. So that's one hairstyle that this woman has the entire trip. Looks incredible and beautiful. And then has the most cute little outfits, cute bathing suits, like they just know what they're doing. And I'm like, why can't Heather and Giselle find a stylist, get a good low end budget and like attempt to look professional and nice and be like, ugh, it's exhausting. Giselle just looks whack. And so does Heather. And I'm like, you guys are so beautiful and you guys could be doing so much and you're just not doing it. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's giving me season like. It's giving me like early seasons of like OC, Jersey and New York when like Luann is wearing like a t shirt and jeans in her confessionals. Like that—that's what it's giving me. You, but then like so you look at the you look at the confessionals and you look at Giselle's confessional, okay, in that fucking hideous yellow outfit, and then you look over at Portia and uh, Candace's confessional. They have these fucking black gloves on. They got their hair all fucking done. Their makeup is looking in like perfection. I'm just like, I don't understand why these women can get it together and can figure it out, but you can't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Um, Giselle, of course, as per usual, is messy, 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 fucking messy. And the thing I love about Girls Trip is that These other women have no skin in the game. You're not on the same show together. So you don't have to like really like interact and deal with the other women all the time like you do with your other castmates on your show. So they like... And they also have a different perspective of it because they're not with you all the time. And so they're not part of like this little narrative that's been made up about your show. So they like see things just in a different way. And I just love... I just love how they call out Giselle for basically like giving the team like giving us as fans nothing how she just constantly wants to pick at everybody else and learn about everybody else and ask questions about everybody else but nobody can ask questions about her and then her being like no, no no just ask me just ask me a question i'll tell you whatever you want and then they're at fucking candace's little party there for the lady boy party and they ask her about miami guy and she's just basically like yeah i was in miami with a guy crickets. That's it. We didn't get anything. Not the name of the guy, not who, where, what, how, when, nothing. And then the women just let it go. Let it go. Keep asking questions. Why aren't we asking more questions? Why don't we know more about Giselle and the guy in Miami? Obviously, I'm assuming it's the guy from Winter House, but come on, like give us something, anything. We know nothing about this woman. I love how Portia was like, Bravo is wooing me with this beautiful, um, like beautiful suite and stuff like that. And the producer's like, again, this isn't Bravo. This is Peacock. And she's like, oh, whatever. Like, I love Portia. I miss Portia so much. I'm so happy she's back on our screens. I love her so fucking much. She's hands down one of the best housewives ever created and ever put out there and, I hope they bring her back more in different capacities. I don't know. If anything, can they just bring her back to, like, commentate everything? Like, let's just bring her back to be the commentator of all the girl ships moving forward. She doesn't have to participate. She just can, like, watch the show and then commentate for us. Because she's so funny. And she's so brilliant. And the things that come out of her mouth are hilarious. And I absolutely love her. So Giselle asks, like, basically everybody a million questions, like, all the fucking time and it's always trying to drag things out of people. And some of the conversations she dragged on about, she would bitch in her confessionals. And then the producers would be like, you realize you started that conversation, right? And Giselle was like, well, and it's like, um, the reason why these, she's like, God, I can't listen to these people bitch and complain all the time. It's like, you started the fight. You started the conversation, Giselle. It's literally your fault that we're having this conversation right now because you had to start this conversation. That's what she doesn't understand. It's so, it is so funny to me that just like, Giselle knows what she's doing, but she's also such a whack job that she's just like, I hate when these, I hate when these women fight. Well, they wouldn't fight if you wouldn't bring up these conversations. So Giselle questions Heather's loyalty when it comes to Jen And one thing that was very interesting that I thought about was how Giselle kind of brought up to Whitney, like, oh, it sounds to me like you're upset that she can be so loyal to someone like Jen, who was so horrible, did a really bad thing, was really horrible to other people, but can't be loyal to you, who's like a true friend, her cousin, and has been there for her. And I was like, nail, like, Giselle, stop, don't nail things right on the fucking head why don't make me like you and understand you there's a couple things that Giselle did and I was like son of a bitch I'm going to like you and I'm going to agree with you and I don't like that Giselle I don't want to agree with you but I did agree with her I was like yeah you're 100% fucking right like why are you so loyal to this woman who was so horrible to you so horrible to other people and did these heinous things But Whitney, you can't have any compassion for her. Whitney went through a shit ton this season. She went through this whole new journey about trying to figure out abuse that happened to her as a child, reconnecting with family members. And then her husband lost his job. And now it's like, she's like the breadwinner of the family now, which she's never had to do. You know, it's like, come on, like give this girl a fucking break. I don't get it. But you give Jen Shaw every break that's ever been given to anybody on this planet. It's weird. They talk about Portia. Um, so they have this conversation, like a group conversation basically about their experiences on the show and how they kind of feel about that. Portia kind of talks about like, we don't like, don't bite the hand that feeds you mentality. Oh my God, I'm going to knock over my microphone. Um, <laughs> sorry guys. Um, but kind of has like the don't bite the hand that feeds you mentality. And yeah, I kind of agree with her. Like for the most part, like Bravo really gave a lot of them. Like, their come up, and I think they need to acknowledge that. And some of these women have really not acknowledged that Bravo has really helped them become who they are. At one point, there's a conversation that Leah has that there was a trip that they were on on New York, and her grandmother was, like, actively dying at the moment, and she claims that the producers told her she couldn't leave. And Portia and some of the other women are like, mm, I call bullshit because we've never had that experience. And Whitney was like, I have the same producers as her. Like, I work with the same exact company she works with. And I know for a fact they would not have done that. So I don't know what Leah's, like, talking about. I think Leah gives me very much Kelly Dodd. Um, not Kelly Dodd. Uh, sorry, Kelly Bensimone. She gives me very much Kelly Cologne-Benzamon vibes of delusion. I think that Leah is one of those people that's been like almost like so traumatized. She can't kind of tell reality from the wild like story she makes up in her head. It's very odd to me because I do agree with other women like, no, there's been so many. For God's sakes, Ariana. Great example. Ariana just on Vanderpump Rules was on a trip in Vegas and her dog was dying and she left and was taped for a millisecond going in to the vet. And that was it. And they let that go. Like, so I just don't, I agree. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that they, we're like no you have to stay if you don't stay because she was like oh they told me I had to stay and I told them no I'm leaving and it's like okay Leah whatever you say and let's see everybody seemed to be team Whitney when it came to Whitney versus Heather um, again I talked about Leah being around Marisol seemed to be very triggering I thought it was interesting that Pepsi said that Heather comes off like a princess and not in like a good way And then that Candace is like a superstar, which I agree. Candace is a superstar. Candace is one of my favorite housewives. She's the best. I love her so much. I really hate that her and Chris are going through a hard time right now. That really, it makes me sad because I actually love her and Chris and I love their relationship. And I think they're so funny together. They seem like they're just best friends. And it's just really sad and disappointing that they're going through such a hard time and that Giselle kind of, I'm sure is provoking a lot of that insecurity in their relationship. It's which is, it's just so stupid and so fucking annoying. And I feel so bad. And they brought it up a little bit on the boat, but they kind of shut it down really, really quick. And Giselle just doesn't get it. She doesn't get it she, because she didn't say he sexually assaulted me or like he made a pass at me. She's just like, and that, well, it's fine. I didn't say that. It's like, well, you insinuated these things. And provoked it by what you were fucking saying and how you were continuing the conversations with Robin and Ashley. Like, come, you're an adult. You have a brain. Like, get it the fuck together, okay? You understand what's going on. <laughs> when Portia pretends to suck the cork out of the wine, that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. And I'm sorry, she faked me out because I literally believed that she could do that. I was like, if anybody can suck a cork out of a wine bottle, It's going to be Portia out of all of us. And they're all like laughing because they're just like, I mean, look at that ring. I mean, she had to get it somehow. I was like, oh my. And then when she was just like, you guys are all fools. I can't do that. I was dying. I I fucking love this woman so much. And I'm so happy. It's like when Phaedra came back onto our screens. I was like, this is what I'm talking about. Like the Atlanta women are just on an elite level. They're just the best types of housewives. They have great senses of humor they have good drama. They interact with each other in a great way. Like, I just, I I love having her back. I'm so happy she's back on our screen. Um, Portia talked about, you know, she likes her housewives to be very raw and very open about their experiences. And that she was very raw and open about her postpartum experience, which I almost started crying because I'm currently going through postpartum depression, uh, which has been really, really hard. And... To have her talk about, you know, a producer came up to her and was like, you know, you need, you can get through this. You can do this. You know, all you have to do is just show up and we'll tell your story and we'll show people and you will make a difference showing your postpartum journey, even though it is going to be very hard. And I'm so happy if you're willing to do it, obviously. I'm so happy when people show that side of their journeys because other women and people that can give birth need to see that need to see that you are going to go through these moments. It's going to be really fucking hard, but you are going to be okay. And I'm so proud of Portia for showing that and for her to continue to talk about it. Marisol also talked about her experience on the show with her mom, which I thought was so sweet. I loved her mom on the show. Her mom was probably one of my favorite side characters in like housewives like history she was just the fucking best and they talked about originally Marisol didn't want her on the show because she was afraid of all the backlash she would get because she had a really bad she couldn't apparent her mom apparently couldn't get surgeries because she had a heart condition so she would do like fillers and things like that and she ha- apparently got all messed up as you if you know Marisol's mom her face is a little on the deformed side, unfortunately but her spirit and her mentality for things were so silly and funny and amazing. And Andy loved her. And Marisol was just like, I wanted to hide her away from all that. I didn't want to give her all that. But then they were like, Nope. But like they convinced me and I did it. And it was the best thing that ever happened to us. And she would go up to producers and people and be like, no, Andy said I can do whatever I want. And, they, like, it's just, I, I loved Marisol's mom, and I miss her, and I wish she was still back on the show. She was, I love when they bring moms on the show, because a lot of these moms are hilarious and funny, and even, sometimes even better than the housewives themselves, and I thought that was really cool, because they were talking about, like, bad things and good things about being on the show, and I'm, I miss Marisol's mom a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else with that, you guys, um, Leah's just, I don't know, guys. I'm good without Leah. <laughs> I am good without Leah in all facets of life. I don't need her on the show. I don't need her back on Housewives. Um, they talked a little bit about like, what, like what's up with Housewives with New York and Leah's like, I don't really know. And it's like, um, we know now you're not invited back and we, they don't want you back. So they're, they Leah's not going to be a housewife ever again, I don't think. And I'm okay with that because I just don't enjoy her. I don't enjoy her on the show. I don't enjoy her, you know. she. The thing is, is that, like, she's in the deep end. And, like, Heather gets that. Heather knows she's in the deep end. Like, these are some OG housewives that have been around the block that are tough cookies. And she, Leah's like, I live in the Bronx. I'm tough. It's like, no, you're not. You're not. You're not this big, bad, tough girl. She's never been big, bad, tough girl. The women that she deals with are so different than Atlanta and Miami and some of these other girls, like, and Potomac, like, Come on now. Give me a fucking break. She's one of those women. Again, I don't know if I'll get hate for this, but Leah is one of those women that she. So there's women in my life that I've been around that Leah reminds me of. And it's white women that are around black and brown people a lot. And because they're around black and brown people, they think that they have the same energy as them, the same attitude as them, the same vibe as them and are like one of them and have like a street cred basically. And they don't, you just don't. And you need to like level yourself down a little bit, a a couple pegs. And I think that's the thing with Leah is like, she thinks she can hang with the big dogs and, and you know, bark, bark, bark. But then when she gets called out or she like, When she was like, I'm bored, I'm bored. And bitching and complaining over and over and over again about being, I'm bored, I'm bored. And then Portia's like, okay, what do you want to talk about then? Because Portia is like, okay, you want to chirp over in the corner? Well, come on, let's go. And all of a sudden he goes, "Never mind. I I don't, like, don't, don't look at me. I'm good. And I'm like, don't sit there and be at dinner saying, I'm bored, I'm bored like a child. Oh, I already heard this story. Too bad. Then don't fucking listen to it. You're on the other end of the table. Talk about something else then. And then you get called out on it. You're like, no, you you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. And I just, I'm not a fan of Leah. I'm just not a fan of Leah. I wasn't a fan of her on New York. And I'm not a fan of her now. And I'm okay if I never see her as a housewife on Bravo ever again. It's okay with me. Um, let's see. I, I love the confessionals. I wish that they would do this style of confessionals on housewives, like regular housewives. I love that they do the group ones and they have like people team up and Giselle and Porsches are the best. They're just so again, Giselle stop, stop making me like you. Stop making it make sense. It's annoying. And the last thing I will say about this journey is I'm very triggered. I'm very triggered by housewives of Salt Lake City and the boat and the Whitney and Heather of it all. Because this whole, like, I have um, two theories of what I think happened. Heather, I'm, you cannot convince me this woman doesn't know what happened. You can't convince me. Her stories changed so much about who knows what and who doesn't know. She was on a podcast with Chris, Chris Clemens. And apparently she is under the impression that producers know things and they're not telling her and they have this, but they don't have that. And they can't show me this, but they can't show me that. And then she goes on here and she's like, well, I think like a cabinet door hit me in the face. And then like, I think this. And it's like, again, Giselle, why do you make me like you? Giselle's like calling bullshit. She's like, I'm sorry. um, A uh, cabinet in a bathroom doesn't just fly open and sucker punch your eye wide open. I'm sorry, that just isn't a thing. And then I also love that Giselle gets up after they're all arguing. She goes, just so you know, I'm going to tell people someone punched you in the face. That's what I'm going to do. And I was like, thank you. And Jen has the same theory that I think, not Jen, Giselle has the same theory I think we all have that I know I've had. I think, and so does Giselle, that Jen punched her in the face. There's no footage of it because the camera was pointing at an angle that they couldn't see. And she got sucker punched in the face by Jen. And she isn't going to say that she got sucker punched in the face by Jen because she doesn't want Jen to have, she doesn't want to press charges against Jen and she doesn't want Jen to get more time than she already has. That's what I think happened. I think Jen punched her in the eye. Whatever happened to her was because someone sucker punched her and I think it was fucking Jen. Now, do I think she did it because she was like in a rage? I don't know. They could have been just fucking wrestling around for all I know. I don't give a shit. But she, in my opinion, got punched in the face by somebody. I think that person allegedly is Jen Shaw. That's just me, though. So, and I think everybody in the group seemed to agree with Heather is full of shit. She knows what happened. I don't understand why they why they were so like, oh my god, don't show the picture of Heather's eye. Like, Whitney, don't do that. Uh-uh. I was with Giselle. I was like, show me it. I don't give a shit. Show me that picture. We're talking about it. Let's go. I want to see. I want to see how bad the black eye is. And I agree. Let's see it. And I guarantee you, if Winnie would have showed that picture, those women would have been like, whoa. Because that was not just a little like dit in the eye. That was a full blown like black, purple bruising. Like the cells in your eye punched out. Like it was crazy. I'm excited for girlship. I'm excited to see what what moves forward. Um, oh, yeah. Giselle talk, telling Marisol and Alexia to not speak Spanish. I was like, okay, we need to not... First of all, Giselle, let's not say that. But at the same time, Giselle is right because Alexia is a shady, shady, shady girl. And you know that her and Marissa all over there speaking Spanish saying some crazy crap. But I love how the editors sw- swapped it over to show like what they were actually saying versus what Giselle thinks they're saying. That was pretty fucking funny. So, all right, you guys. That's all I have for now on Girls Trip. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about Jersey next. And then we're going to do a little housekeeping and wrap it up. All right, you guys. Last thing is Jersey. I don't have too much to talk about with Jersey, um, other than just a couple, just a couple things. Um, Jackie is a tryhard. Jackie said, "I'm a friend of. I'm going to be a housewife. Watch me, bitch." And she is trying way too hard with Danielle. I am a Danielle ride or die stand right now. I am also a Rachel ride or die stand, and I'm also a Jan, a Jen, new general ride or die stand. These three women are the best new hires in housewives history in a long fucking time. These three women are doing God's work and they're working hard and they're given a storylines that have nothing to do with these other women and they're dumb bullshit with Teresa and Melissa. And I'm here for it. They have their own shit going on. They have their own arguments and I'm here for that. Obviously I know Danielle's has a little bit to do with like Jen and Teresa kind of, but I just, I, I love them. I love that they have their own opinions. I love that they don't let other people kind of like boss them around and tell them what to do. I love that they speak up for themselves, but I also love that they're adult and they're like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, I love that Danielle like walked out of that party. She's like, I'm sorry. If I keep staying here, I'm going to punch someone in the face. I'm leaving. So let's just keep it like neutral and move on with our lives. And I love that. And I love that when she was in the, on the bus thing or whatever the hell they were in, the sprinter van on the way home. She was like gangster as fuck. She's like, listen to me. You tell me one thing. I will punch you in the face. I swear to God. You want to come at me? We'll see what happens. And then her husband's just sitting there like playing with his sunglasses. He's like, yeah, this happens all the time. She talks like this all the time. That was fucking hilarious. I was dying laughing over that. And I was here for it. So, uh, I love Danielle. I love Rachel. I, was so annoying when Therese was trying to gaslight Rachel Rachel's like no she's like are you trying to make me and Margaret get in a fight it's like no you are trying to get you and Margaret in a fight by you telling me that I should be a better like Margaret's a better friend than an enemy you said that not me like stick with stick with your story stick with your blood it was uh, it was just crazy the men on that show are one of the things that I can't stand about the show because The men are just stupid. Like, I don't want to watch Joe Gorga wax one of the guys' chest and be like, it's an initiation into the family. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't like you, Joe Gorga. I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like Melissa. I don't like you. You're just, it's just weird. I don't want to watch this bro mentality. It's It's 2023. Like, I don't want to be watching this crap. I don't want to watch a bunch of guys be like in a frat party like I don't think the demographic of women that are then gays that are watching housewives want to see that. That's just me. Uh I do think though, and I do agree that I do think Margaret has shit on everybody and I do agree that I do think Margaret is a better friend than an enemy. Two things can be can two things can exist in the real world here, okay? On one hand, I could be like listen like shut up, stop giving Marge such a hard time. But on the other hand, I could be like, listen, I understand why you want to be nice to her because I do think she has a lot of shit on people. That's just me. What do I know? I don't know. What do I know? It's crazy. (laughs) Uh, Teresa not inviting Melissa's mom, but did tell Marge, Marge Senior, that she could come to the wedding. I thought it was interesting that everybody seems to keep a like people aren't interpreting what was said correctly. Like Teresa made it seem like Marge senior was a plus one, not an actual like guest. It was like, Oh, like if you want her to be your plus one, cool. But like, she didn't get like an invitation. And like, also why would Teresa want to invite Melissa's mom when Melissa's mom and sisters talk so much shit about her on the internet all the goddamn time. And then Melissa and her aren't in a good place. It's like, why, why? And then for Louie to come in sideways, like on one hand, I was like, Louie, good for you. Like trying to keep the peace. But on the other hand, I was like, Louie, like she didn't invite, she's not inviting them for petty shit. She's not inviting them because they don't wish joy upon her and like joy upon her life. Like what don't we understand? It's just odd that Louie, I, ugh, you guys, I'm struggling. Okay. When we see the future scene of next week, we going to be like, I wear your dad's pajamas to like, to support and show like stability for the girls. I literally wanted to vomit. I'm like, okay, cult leader, relax. You're creeping me out. It's very much like I wear your skin. And then Teresa's like, well, listen, apparently I don't know where I was our podcast or whatever, but apparently she was like, listen, it's like, it's, um, it's not like ones that my father has like worn it's like pajamas that like I gave him that were like brand new and he like never ended up wearing them and blah blah, 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 And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's so gross and creepy. It's giving, peeling my skin off and wearing it as a mask. It, ugh, you guys, I want to love Louie. I want to support him. I've supported this relationship from the very second I've been watching this, okay, this season. But like, he's making it really fucking hard With his creepy little fucking comments. And I tried to ignore that creepy video that he made like two years ago of him being like a cult leader in the middle of the woods or something. And being all like bro and like love each other and cry together. But like. I mean one plus one equals two. You're kind of freaking me out. I don't know. But I'm really interested to see how Joe reacts to that. Either Joe's going to sucker punch him in the face or Joe's going to be like ew you're fucking weird. And then next week when we have the conversation about this money issue. Like, remember when it was just like, remember when Teresa's like dad and Kathy's dad were like fighting over like a hundred dollars and we were like, okay, calm down. And now fucking Louie and F- Joe are fighting over like a quarter of a million dollars. Like this is nuts. This is insane. You guys, that's all I have. That's all I have for today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you're enjoying my little segments here about Bravo stuff. Please let me know about anything else you want me to talk about. You can DM me, message me on you know TikTok, on Snapchat, on Instagram. Tell me what you want to talk about. Uh, new episodes out every once a week um, about whatever I want to talk about. And lately, it's just been Bravo, and I've been really, really enjoying it. So you can check me out on TikTok uh, and Instagram at mentally growing twenty four seven. You can check me out also on Snapchat and hang out with me over there. Uh, Each platform I use has a little bit of something different on Snapchat. I'm mentally growing. I'll put all the links in the bio. And I'm also doing a OG housewives bracket that you can find off of my website. I will link that in the description as well. Uh, We're into the second round. So every Wednesday I put up the new round And at the end of it, we'll see who is the real best OG housewife of them all. So go check that out as well and fill that out. And I think that's pretty much it, you guys. Um, Love you. I'm enjoying all of this. Check me out on TikTok for housewife stuff. Check me out on social uh, justice and equality on Instagram. And check me out for my everyday life on Snapchat. And we will see you guys on the next one. Bye, guys.